the European American Australian Canadian Union. Let's create the world's biggest country. This will be all of Europe, all of the United States, all of Australia, and all of Canada. Now, this is a very, very cool movement. It will be the world's biggest country. And most of us, as Australians, Americans, Canadians, we have common European roots and indigenous roots. And, uh, and yeah, and most, and this is a really, really cool movement. Now, um, all of Europe, all of Australia, all of Canada, and all of the United States, this is what I'm promoting. Now, we also have um, different, you know, we're all like one big happy family, you know, and that's a really cool movement. Not only do we want to create the European, American, Australian, Canadian Union, we could create the UK, American, Australian, Canadian Union. You know, we're all English-speaking countries and have common English language. And of course, we speak many other languages, but that's another version we want to do. Another version is the American, Australian, Canadian Union. They're very big countries and they all speak English. Australian, American, Canadian Union. And another version that um, that I want to promote, it might take a little longer, but we could still do it. Europe, North America, South America, and Australia. We could all become one big country because most of us have, uh, we're like the same people. You know, we have common European and indigenous American roots that go back over 500 years. You know, most Native Americans, Hispanics, and white people have roots that go back you know, 500 years, you know, ancestors. In Australia, we go back over 200, you know, 20 years. Well, today's Australia Day 2020. You know, actually over 232 years now. And so, you know, we're like the same people. We're one big happy family. But I'm going to call it the European, American, Australian, Canadian Union. And this is what I want to help create. And uh, so in this podcast, I'm going, I want to talk a little bit about... Uh, each of these areas that we're focusing on, like a little bit about Europe, a little bit about the United States, a little bit about Canada, and a little bit about Australia, and even a, a little little bit at the end about, um, you know, some somewhere in you know in South America too. We could all you know, so we could all become one country. But um, today is Australia Day. Australia was founded today on January twenty sixth, seventeen eighty eight. Uh, it's the first fleet of British ships landed here in Australia at Port Jackson in New South Wales and they raised a flag of Great Britain at Sydney Cove. Now since today is Australia Day, since today is Australia Day, I want to mostly talk about Australia. Because Australia, you know, it's it's like their birthday. It's like their fourth of July. You know, like the United States, they have the fourth of July and July the fourth, you know. Canada has Canada Day. You know, um, everybody has their own, most, most of these countries have their own Independence Day, uh, uh, especially, in, you know, in North America, South America, and Australia. So today is Australia's Independence Day. And Australia is very important. And this European, American, Australian, Canadian Union, that, see, Australia, it's very important that we keep Australia in. Because in Australia, a lot of people say it's way out there. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, there's Europe, you just go across the Atlantic, and then there's, you know, there's the United States and Canada, and then there's North America, South America. But in Australia, you got to go all the way across the Pacific Ocean again, you know, to get to Australia. And uh, so, 
you know, um, so it's way out there. So, but we have to include Australia. We're all one big family. And one of the main, very interesting thing about this European, American, Australian, Canadian Union, see, Australia was so out there before they had, you know, the telegraph, you know, and the telephone, and especially now with the internet, you know, we have instant video. <clears throat> it was really way out there and very impossible to create, you know, it was like its own, it was just, it, it took like, somebody told me it took like over two years to get a message, like, like somebody sends a message like to the UK, like to the, you know, to the Queen of England. It takes them two years to get it back. You know what I mean? That's, so that's, that's like two, that's how long it took, you know? And so, <clears throat> but now, you know, we could have like um, this one big challenge of the European, American, Australian, Canadian Union was communication before the telegraph. But now every one of our countries, including Australia, you know, United States, Canada, and the UK, we could have inst like an instant parliament, like maybe once a year or once every three months, where the parliaments of Australia, the United States Congress, the parliaments of Canada, the parliaments of the UK, we get together and have our UK, American, Australian, Canadian parliament, and we can have a parliament with all of the European countries, because we have instant video translation now, the, the translation is very good, so no matter what country they speak, Europe, UK, Canada, and Australia, we could have an instant parliament, you know, like like maybe I'm 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 recommending maybe once a year, or once every uh, like three months, or, or twice a year, you know, once every six months, once every six months, or maybe once every um, you know, uh, once every like yeah, you know, like twice a year, where we have a parliament, you know, like a European, American, Australian, Canadian parliament, and we will just do it with video, you know, all the parliaments of you know the. Um, Australia, Canada, you know, United States and Europe, we could just all have like a, a virtual video parliament and, you know, some rules where there's a little bit like, like 25% of the talk time is Australia, 25% of the talk time is Canada, 25% of the talk time is uh, United States, 25% of the talk time is Europe or something or the UK, you know, and, or something like that. So, uh, so that'll be kind of cool. You know, we could, we could create a big country now with technology. And, um, and, you know, and, and everybody, like, and, and we can become citizens, and, and every, even all the citizens of, of Europe, U.S., Canada, Australia, we have instant video access and instant video communication, which would be very, very neat that. <clears throat> okay, so since today is Australia Day, we're going to talk about um, mostly Australia, and then I'll talk a little bit about the United States, a little bit about Canada, and a little bit about about Europe, you know what I mean? And uh, I even put a little bit in there about South America. So, you know, eventually, maybe 100 years from now, U.S., North America, South America, Australia can become one country that. But today is Australia Day. And Australia, it's very important that we keep Australia in this union because, okay, Australia is way out there. So, you know, it's like <clears throat> Europe, you know, UK, Canada, Australia, we, we were just across the Atlantic, so we were a lot closer, you know, and, but Australia was way out there, and so there's this feeling of being way out there for the Australians, you know what I mean, like, you know, it's not like, you know, the United States and Canada and the UK, I mean, it's kind of out there, but it's just right across the Atlantic, and we've been around, you know, since like the, the you know, since 1492, 1500s, 1600s, but, you know, Australia is like way out there across the Pacific, and, you know, in 1788 was the first arrival of the Australian fleet. And so it's very important that we call this European, American, Australian, Canadian Union. We have to keep the words Australia in there. So we, you know, so Australia belongs. We have to make Australia feel like they belong to us. You know, they belong with us. You know, we're one, not belong to us, but we're all one country. You know, the, 
United States, Canada, Australia, Europe. You know, we have to keep Australia in there. Australia is no longer way out there. It's no longer some way off, you know, huge continent or big island, you know, across from the Pacific. It's part of our country now. I mean, it's part of this great country, the United States, European, American, Australian, Canadian Union. And that's what I want to promote. I want to promote us making us one country. You know, the Europeans created the European Union. And it's not, you know, it's not perfect. There's been, you know, um, you know, countries getting in and out of it, but they're still, they're still much closer. And it's very important for us to bring Australia in there. Australia is extremely important. And, um, so we are, you know, so today is Australia Day. It's a fantastic day. And, um, and you know, and, and yeah, it's been very interesting. So let's talk a little bit about, about Australia Day and, and how it all started there. Well, as far as you know, it's pretty famous and pretty well known that, that Australia Day was, uh, you know, founded by prisoners, you know. And um, it was founded, believe it or not, by, and, uh, by well, the British, you know, they kind of always knew about Australia, you know, I mean, you know, the Dutch landed there before, you know, on some shipwrecks, actually ships got blown off course, you know, and, and they landed on the coast there, but the Dutch, you know, they were in, um, but they never really wanted to settle that area, you know what I mean, the Dutch were up there in Indonesia, but they never really wanted to settle the, the Australia, and the British... I think they took some interest on it because there was a top secret mission by Captain James Cook, you know, the famous figure, James Cook, you know, he explored the Oregon coast, you know, uh, the Washington, British Columbia, and, and he really was famous for exploring Australia. And, um, and it was, it was, was interesting about this, this, this thing with Australia is I think the British were looking, they knew it was a huge island, but they didn't really know too much about it. And, um, and James Cook, actually had a secret mission and this this is a very interesting story the mission was so top secret that james cook and everybody on board had no idea what the mission was about they had to keep it top secret so no one else would know about it and um they got on the boat and they thought they were going to the pacific islands to get samples of like pacific island fruit and stuff you know and trading but when they got on the boat there was a secret like document that nobody could open they could only open it when they were out on sea or something you know headed that way and then they opened it and there was a, a top secret mission f from the british empire you know telling james cook to explore terra australias you know the land called australia and um and to find a place where the people could settle you know, especially find settlements where, you know, if they sent, sent uh, uh, like a colony there, you know, send settlements. You know, the British, you know, they had colonies going to the America, you know, the American Revolution, colonies in Canada. And so that was, so it was such a top secret mission. That they, so they actually had a secret plan to, to settle Australia, to find out about it, to see if they could settle that. And this is a very top secret mission. There should be a movie about this. You know, it was so top secret, nobody knew about it until they got on the boat there. So, so James Cook went and explored the Australia coast, and he found this area, you know, close to Sydney, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, Botany Bay, you know, and, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, it's been, it was explored by, by James Cook in 1770. This was 18 years before, before the, uh, you know, the first fleet of convicts got, you know, the first fleet of, uh, of, of uh, colonists, convicts, whatever you call them, got there. So that's a very interesting story. It's very, so it's a very top secret mission to get Australia. 
And, um, you know, by that time, the British had a really good navy, so they could really handle sending people into, you know, they had the world's best navy. You know, nobody would F with the British, you know, in the seas. So the British would always win. They, they were literally undefeatable. They would, you know, the 1700s and 1800s, the British navy would basically kick anybody's ass, you know, so they could conquer the seas so they could have a lot of colonists go there and and you know and just kick anybody's ass that gets in their way you know what i mean australia was theirs you know it was really interesting so they actually had a plan to do this you know what i mean and um so um so so they settled so they found this area close to sydney you know um they landed at um uh yeah, so, you know, they arrived and on this day today, January 26, you know, at Port Jackson, New South Wales, you know, and this was a fleet of 11 ships, you know, they left on May 13th, 1787, it was a fleet of 11, 11 ships known as the First Fleet. You know, and um, and at that time it was called New Holland. They were they were sent there to go to New Holland, and um, they went there to establish a penal colony at Botany Bay in New South Wales. You know, and James Cook, you know, they explored this area, and he knew about in 1770, and um, yeah, and 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 so that was really interesting. You know, and then by that time, you know, the the British lost the American uh, Revolutionary War, and so they had to go to Australia. You know. And, um, and yeah, and it was really interesting, you know, and, and then I heard some, you know, you hear these weird conspiracy theories and I, I'm not sure if they're true or not, but somebody told me that to settle Australia, because going to Australia would be like three times more expensive than sending people to, you know, to the United States, that nobody was going to do that. They were even sending prisoners to the colonies. Somebody told me that this is a conspiracy theory and I don't believe it, but this is what I heard, you know, and again, this, all this stuff, a lot of this stuff is just, you know, they said that the British purposely lost the uh, Revolutionary War, so, um, so the Americans could have it, so they could take Australia, you know what I mean, they could just conquer Australia and take it, they knew it was a huge island, you know, uh, basically no, uh, nobody could, nobody else could take it, they could just have it, you know, they knew the Aborigines, they knew enough to know that they were a very small population, and they could easily just go in there, and basically walk in there and take it, you know, which is basically what they did, you know what I mean, um, and, um, you know, there wasn't like, you know, uh, yeah, so that's what I heard. You know, I mean, they, they kind of knew that. You know, I mean, it wasn't like a, Australia was not like a huge, you know, it wasn't like India. You know, it's like 1.3 billion Indians, you know, or, or these Asian countries with millions and millions of people. They got to send huge armies there, you know, and, or, you know, or where else they were in Africa. You know, this was, they basically knew that there were very few Aborigines and that entire island could just be theirs, you know, the entire continent. Um, they knew enough just through preliminary reports. Captain, Captain James Cook was one of of them and so they realized wow you know let's just take australia you know what i mean somebody told me that that was a rumor you know and and i don't know that they purposely lost the american revolutionary war so they could take australia but you see these are conspiracy theories and they're just pure outrageous opinions maybe they're not true but whatever it is they they, they you know they they took australia you know what i mean and um so they landed here, and yeah the australian colony started you know and uh, yeah and but you know australia was way out there so you know to create this European, American, Australian, Canadian Union, you know, we have to make Australia feel that they're a part of us. So, however we do this, you know, whether we call it, you know, uh, European, you know, bringing Europe 
United States, Canada into one country or U.S., North America, South America, you know, especially like Spain, you know, Spain would really want to bring in Latin America. Portugal might want to bring in Brazil, UK bring in U.S. and Canada, you know, French, French Canadians, whatever. You know, it's very important that we have keep Australia in there because we're going to make Australia feel like they're part of the European, American, Australian, Canadian Union because they're way out there. So we have to have any sort of union with the United States and Europe and Canada. You know, um, we have to have Australia in there too. You know, we have to put the words Australian there. You know, a European American Australian Canadian Union. You know, Europe North American South American Australian Canadian Union. You know, North American South American Australian Union. Whatever. You know, we have to make it. Um, you know, um, we have to keep the words in Australia. You know, UK American Australian Canadian Union, because we're going to make Australia feel that they're part of the U.S., Canada, and, and UK and Europe. You know, it's very important that we do that. You know, as Americans, as Canadians, as Europeans. Uh, you know, eventually Europe, North America, South America, Australia. But, you know, the, I'm keeping it the European, American, Australian, Canadian Union for now. That's, that's what I want to call this. And so it's very important that we do this, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, so so they basically settled Australia. And it, it just it was easy. The British just walked in there. They took it, you know. And, uh, yeah, and, and they sent a lot of settlers in there. It was very easy for them to take it. The Aborigines were much very small number. And uh, they were, they could, you know, and I mean, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't perfect. There were, there were some problems there, but for the most part, compared to other conquests and colonies, you know, there wasn't like, a, you know, it was much more peaceful. You know, where, where like these other, you know, there were wars where like, you know, like, like thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of people or whatever eventually get killed or whatever. You know, it wasn't like that. It was like they walked in there, they took Australia, and. Uh, yeah, so it's pretty interesting, you know what I mean? And uh, for the most part, you know, I, I as far as from what I know, it's, it's a very, very, um, so there's a British settlement there. I mean, yeah, I mean, there were some, you know, and they peacefully took it, you know what I mean? And, and for the most part, from what I know, I mean, there were some issues with Aborigines, like, the, you know, the lost generation, this and that stuff, you know, but for the most part, a lot of Aborigines, I heard, from what I understand, they have a lot of land, a huge amount of land back, and, um, and you know, Australia is still very... Um, it's Australia. It's not perfect, but, um, you know, um, yeah, anyways, so let's make Australia part of European, American, Australian, Canadian Union, and, um, yeah, and so we could make it one big country, you know, and, um, yeah, so they settled it, and it's a nice, nice settlement. So Australia, you know, is, uh, well, well, my main thing, again, is to make Europe, North America, South America, and Australia, European, American, Australian, Canadian Union, one country that, so we got to make it one country. Okay, so, um, so let's, so, yeah, so, so let's, you know, so since they settled Australia, you know, um, you know, they started, you know, with the Sydney area, and then they expanded, you know, to Brisbane, that's another big city, Melbourne, there, a huge gold rush, you know, a huge, you know, a mineral, you know, Australia's a big mining country, a lot of mines there, brought a lot of settlers, and, um, and, you know, uh, then, you know, Perth, later on, they wanted to Perth in Western Australia, you know, up north, you know, they have, they have big cities up there, like Darwin's, one of them, one of the big cities up there, and, um, yeah, you know, and, and yeah, they eventually explored all of Australia, and, uh, you know, Australia is a very successful country. You know, that, that was one of the British Empire's biggest, biggest successes, if not the most successful move they've ever done. Australia is, I think it's one of the richest countries per capita in the world. A huge amount of resources, you know, for the, and just uh, the people in Australia, compared to other countries, uh, are one of the richest people in the world. They do really well.
and uh, beautiful country and people love Australia. I mean, I heard a rumor that if you go to Australia on a vacation, you never want to. You're never going to want to come back. You just want to going to want to live there forever. I know Australia is one of the countries in the world where a lot of students go, like foreign students go there. A lot of foreign students. This is what I heard. You know, this again. You know, I'm not I'm not an expert, but this is just what I heard. I read about this like on you know on, on the internet. A lot of students will go there to study for like a semester. And they don't want to come back. They just love that country. They just want to try to live there forever mm-hmm. and see if they could, like, uh, get some sort of, um, you know, like, like some sort of, you know, citizenship or permanent residence. You know, Australia is one of those countries that, and um, and more so, it's the number one country in the world for most immigrants I want to go to. You know, the first, they try to go to Australia. Second, they'll try to go to Canada. Third, they'll try to go to the U.S. If they can't get into Australia or Canada, they'll try to get into the U.S., you know, Australia is just, people love Australia, you know, I've, and, and that's what I heard, you know, outside, you know, the, the, the most of the migrants, it's, it's Australia, then Canada, then the U.S., and then, then, then Europe, you know, Europe, the, you know, it's, it's um, so that, but, you know, that's what I heard, you know, for international migrants that, and people love Australia, and everybody, this Australia is a fantastic country. And, you know, and the cool thing about Australians is, you know, again, we're the same people. Most Americans, most Australians, and most Canadians are the same people. You know, we're like one country. We have a European roots. A lot of us go back to our English roots. I know I have some English roots, you know, going back to the Queen. I have colonial roots there, going back to the Queen of England, you know, going back to the, you know, the, you know, to, to uh, colonial England, you know, when England was under the Queen, you know, and the Kings that, and, uh, so most Americans, Australians, and Canadians are the same people. You know, we, we understand each other's language. So I think it would be really cool to make this one country. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, within this European, American, Australian, Canadian Union, it's very important for the U.S., Canada, and Australia, you know, since we all speak English fluently, to become one country that, and the U.K. You know, um, I really want to focus on England, Ireland, Scotland, you know, Northern Ireland and Ireland, all of Ireland, Scotland, Wales, England, Canada, Australia, and the U.S. We have to become one big country that. And that, that's the most important, um, one important um, factor of unity of making us one country is our common language, you know. You know, so, um, yeah, you know, so it's really, really cool that, you know. And, um, yeah, so we got to make it one big country. So that's fantastic. Okay, now let's talk about, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Canada and a little about the U.S. and a little about Europe. Since today is Australia Day, let's talk about Australian-Canadian relations. Now, now Australian-Canadian relations are very, very strong. You know, they were both under the British Empire. You know, after the American Revolution, you know, the two big areas for the British were really Canada and Australia. That was really, really, you know... The two big, big areas that was their, 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 their home turf, if you call it, you know, and um, and you know the Queen, Queen Elizabeth II, is still the monarch there. So, um, um, according to a twenty two thousand thirteen BBC World Service poll, seventy nine percent of Australians view Canada positively, you know, and uh, so the Australians and Canadians really, really like each other, you know, and um, yeah, and you know. Um, this was interesting. Since Australia was, was a penal colony, the earliest connection between Canada and Australia uh, was it was Canada sending rebels to Australia. They, Canada sent some of their convicts to Australia um, 
there were Canadian rebels who instituted the uprising in Upper and Lower Canada to Australia. 154 convicted rebels from Upper Canada were sent to the Australian shores. And um, those involved in the Upper Canada rebellions were sent to Van Diemen's Land, which is modern-day Tasmania. You know, and um, there are two monuments over there in Hobart, that's Tasmania's capital, commemorating the Canadian con convict presence in Tasmania. Um, one at Sandy Bay and one at Princess Park Battery Point. Um, so there's monuments about Canadian, Canadian um, convicts, you know, in Canada. You know, it's very, very interesting. Yeah, and then, okay, there's some French Canadians, you know, um, the, the French Canadian rebels, you know, um, you know, uh, they were sent to New South Wales. So they also sent 58 French Canadians to New South Wales. Yeah, so these French Canadians were sent to New South Wales, and they be eventually became free. They became free settlers, and a lot of these convicts became free people. And there's a place called Canada Bay, an exile bay, and a monument at Cabarita Park in Concord, Sydney, that was, um, you know, th that attests to their presence in Australia. And it's interesting that our current prime minister is, you know, the Canada's current prime minister is Justin Trudeau. And this monument, uh, you know, uh, that, that um, talks about, you know, the, um, you know, the Canadian convicts, you know, over there. It was unveiled in May 1970 by Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau. That's Justin Trudeau's father. You know, so Justin Trudeau's father was there when they unveiled this monument of, you know, the Canadian convicts going there to Sydney. And, and, you know, and, and his, his son now is the Prime Minister of Canada, which is, which is pretty interesting, you know. And so making, you know, this European, American, Australian, Canadian Union, I think making the United, you know, Canada and Australia one big country will probably be the easiest thing because they're really, really big countries and um, they get along well, you know, during World War One and World War Two, they were allies and... Um, and yeah, and, and so Canadian-Australian relations will be really cool. And I think it'll be neat to have like, yeah, even like a Canadian-Australian joint parliament, like maybe once a year or twice a year, the parliaments of Canada and Australia have like a joint virtual parliament, you know, where they all talk together and like 50% of the time goes to Australia, 50% goes to Canada, and, and they can make, make it one, one big country. The Australian and Canadian militaries are fantastic. They uh, work together. You know, Australia and Canada, um, there was, uh, they were right next to each other, you know, and they were outnumbered five to one in the Korean War. It was called the Battle of Kapiong, the 3rd Battalion Royal Australian Regiment, and the 2nd Battalion Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry. They were outnumbered by the Chinese five to one, and, and they fought this vicious battle, you know. And so uh, that's kind of cool. You know? And, and um, so, you know, Canadian military and Australian military becoming like one thing. That's very important in this European, American, Australian, Canadian Union. We can make it one country. So it's important to, um, to unite the Canadian and Australian militaries and the American militaries and the European militaries. You know, we could all become one country. So yeah, anyway, so, so Canada and Australia have really, really good relations. Let's talk a little bit about um, American and Australian relations. Yeah, American-Australian relations are fantastic. They've been great. They've always been excellent, uh, uh, excellent uh, relations. Um, you know, um, during World War II was when the, the American-Australian relations really started to work together. I mean, they, they helped each other, um, you know, during World War I. Um, you know, but uh, during World War II, you know, when the Japanese invaded Australia, you know, um, the Americans sent troops there, a lot of troops. And um, that's when, you know, the American-Australian military relations are important. And I really do want to stress 
the unification of the Australian, Canadian, and American militaries into a superpower, you know, and and Europe, Europe, United States, Canada, Australia. We have to become a big superpower military, and and the Americans and Australians have, have really worked together very well um, since the. Um, you know, especially because of World War II, but even after that, you know, in the Vietnam War, Korean War, you know, in these wars, you know, the, the Gulf War, the Iraq War, you know, um, you know, uh, Afghanistan, Australian troops and American troops have been fighting side by side. So we've got to do that. We've got to make it one big country. You know what I mean? And uh, one big military is very important. And I really am going to stress the U.S. military and the Australian military and the Canadian military and the European military becoming one big country. But, um, uh, you know, I, I am. Yeah. And. So American and Australian relations are very good economic-wise. I would think they're excellent. I mean, the I mean a lot of Americans are love the Aussies, and the Aussies love Americans. So really, really cool that the relationships with the United Kingdom and Australia, the UK and Australia have always been excellent. You know, the UK is the reason the Australia is there. You know, beginning in 1770 when James Cook, you know, had a secret, you know, plan to go visit, secret mission to go visit Australia. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, Victoria, the area in Australia, same after Queen Victoria. And, um, yeah, and, and it's, been, it's been absolutely fantastic. And I know a lot of Australians, you know, claim British descent. And, uh, yeah, and military-wise, they have a fantastic relationship. You know, yeah, it's, it's been excellent. The relationship between the European Union and Australia, you know, we're going to create the European, American, Australian, Canadian Union. They have been excellent, fantastic, fantastic relationship economic-wise. You know, the EU is Australia's second-largest trading partner. And, um, yeah, and making that, that, you know, I'm going to stress, you know, in the European, American, Australian, Canadian Union, one big unified military, the European military and the Australian military becoming one country, and the Canadian military and American military becoming one country. Um, I think that could be done because with Europe, you know, there's, there's been NATO and these different, you know, this union there. So I think the European Union involvement could help create a successful European, American, Australian, Canadian Union military and um, and government. You know, so and again, you know, at least once once a year, once every six months, they're going to have some sort of like the parliaments of Europe and Australia, Canada and U.S. have like a joint, you know, virtual parliament. I think that would be really, really cool. And to make it us one country that. So everything's been fantastic. Yeah, so everything's fantastic. Now, um, the relations between the, um, you know, uh, Central South America, you know, um, you know, South America and Australia, and for the most part, I'm sure they're pretty good. You know, I, um, you know, I, um, as far as I know, excellent trading relationships. I do know there are uh, uh, Latin American Australians in Australia. And so, uh, especially in the Sydney area, and uh, yeah, so that's fantastic, you know. So, um, yeah, so yeah, according to this statistic, the largest number of of Australians uh, from Latin America, the country from from Chile, you know, Chile is not you know one of the biggest Latin American countries. It's not a big one, but I guess you know with Chile, you could just go right across the Pacific Ocean, you know, and you get right to Australia. You know what I mean? It's pretty interesting. Uh, it's right there, straight across the Pacific. So that's the uh, uh, the largest, according to. Uh, I'm looking at Wikipedia, and this is where I get most of my information. Chile was the country that had contributed the largest proportion of immigrants to Australia. So, anyways, hopefully someday we can all become one country: this European, American, Australian, Canadian Union, and eventually Europe, North America, South America, and Australia.
So yeah, okay, let's have, a, I just want to wish you guys a fantastic day. Now let's do whatever it takes to become one big country. And yeah, the European, American, Australian, Canadian Union. And I just want everyone to be aware I get most of my stuff from the Creative Contributions Attribution Share Like License from Wikipedia. And in this thing, you know, we are share, you know, Wikipedia, everything's free for everyone and everything, every, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's, you are free to share, to copy, distribute and transmit the walk and to remix and to adapt the walk for any purpose, even commercially. And so, um, yeah, so anyways, you know, so I'm just mostly, almost everything I got here was from Wikipedia and some of the stuff off the top of my head from articles and stuff and everything I read in the past. But, oh uh, yeah, well, happy Australia Day, everyone. And let's create the European, American, Australian, Canadian Union. And, you know, that's very interesting. You know, Australia has Australia Day. Canada has Canada Day. You know, U.S. has 4th of July. And, you know, most of these countries have their own Independence Day. So um, if we're going to create the European, American, Australian, Canadian Union, you know, what day should we create it on? You know, we got to make it on a holiday. I guess the day when we all create some, maybe some sort of formal or informal constitution, you know, or some sort of agreement saying we're going to become one country. So we're going to have like every one of us as European, Americans, Australians, and Canadians, we're going to have European, American, Australian, Canadian Day. You know, that'd be kind of cool because Australia has Australia Day right now. So a holiday which every one of us, the Americans, Canadians, Australians, and Europeans, we all celebrate it, European, American, Australian, Canadian Day. I think that'll be kind of fun to do. And again, that's it off the top of my head. And I just want to wish you guys a fantastic day. Happy Australia Day, everyone. Let's become one country, the European, American, Australian, Canadian Union. That.